been a minute, hasn't it? Uh, what was it? A year ago when I last posted a video or uh, <laughs> when I last posted an episode saying I would be uploading weekly, if I remember correctly. As you can see, that fell apart real quick. I got sidetracked with my job. Um, I'm over. I mean, I just I moved out last year. Um, the lockdown was fucking insane. And I called it back in December of 2019 when they first started noticing this thing back in Wuhan. I remember I sent a group text to some of my friends and I was like, guys, there's this new thing going on in fucking China. And it's it, it's fucking weird, man. Something's like it, it's probably going to spread over here. And nah, nah, I don't got to worry about it. I don't got to worry about it. Of course, we had to fucking worry about it. Um, lockdown fatigue is a thing. <laughs> you get really weirded out. Um, I got lucky enough to where I didn't have to take... I, I wasn't out of work for too much or for too long. I was a, an essential worker during the biggest part of the lockdown. Um, I'm in construction, so that's where that <clears throat> was helpful. I didn't have a loss of income. I'm very fortunate in that matter. Uh, same thing with most of my friends. Um working in grocery stores and such. Uh, we all got fairly lucky, especially living in Texas. Um, but it was, it was scary for a little bit. I mean, we've all kind of adjusted now, I feel. Um, but that, I, I, it was the weirdest thing when they announced that they were going to have certain lockdown restrictions and then shutdowns in the state of Texas. It was weird going to work the next day because at first you know I leave out of my neighborhood and there's just a bunch of cars and I'm like oh great nothing changed but then you really start to pick up on different things like there's no line for the schools there's no it, I don't know it was it was weird it really wasn't it, being an essential worker during the pandemic had to be one of the weirdest things because I was talking to some co-workers and some friends about this and I was like I I feel like I'm living in the fucking Truman Show because my life hasn't changed. I still wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I still go to work and then I come home and not a whole lot's really changed except for now I have to wear a mask when I go to the store. And they all kind of agreed that it felt weird because so many people were affected by this thing that it was like almost like a guilty thing while also feeling like it was also like it was very easy being in in construction to assume everything was just a-okay when shit was falling the fuck apart um i mean we had <laughs> we had and no one no government official really wanted to do anything they just kept passing it on to the person below them and it was the president giving it to the states and then the states giving it to the cities and it was all it was oh but we made it. It's May 13th, 2021. And last year, the perfect year that was supposed to have all the special days lined up with Halloween on a Saturday and, and all these other great days set up was the worst year in the past at least 15 years, I would say. Um, but now we're at the point where we've got vaccines out. I mean, I've got my first dose of Moderna. I get my second dose tomorrow. Uh, the CDC just released updated guidelines. If you're vaccinated, you're good to go outside. Um, one of my favorite things to read has been the different articles that are trying to fearmonger um, people into either still wearing masks or, or uh, you know, just trying to get people scared about, oh, is the vaccine even fully effective? 
when we test it, it is. So far, the Pfizer and Moderna and I believe Johnson Johnson have all shown to be effective against the different variants that were popping up in the beginning. Uh, I'm sure most people heard about this late last year, earlier this year. Um, but I mean, it's even shown right now that it's more than likely going to be effective against the India virus. And that's a whole other thing. Like, oh, my God. I India's got COVID break. They've got a massive COVID outbreak. They have a black fungus going around with it. I mean, it's just, oh, man. And everything just seems to always happen at once now. We don't have shit spread out. Like, I, I don't really want to say the good old days because it's two years ago. But nothing's nothing's together or everything's together nothing's spread out it's not like oh you have one thing here and then the middle there you got this and the end of the year you got this we had covid we have vaccines vaccine rates are falling because people are reading too many facebook conspiracy theories and it's just fucking everything up um and then you've got the pipeline that got hacked with fucking ransomware what was it dark side was the company that was holding them hostage quote unquote they were demanding two million dollars and if it wasn't met in a certain time frame, it went up to four million. And then they were like, "Oh, well, we're going to donate it all anyways." And it's what is it? Forty-six percent of the northeast, the northeast's fuel that comes out of Houston. Again, I'm in Houston. I got lucky in this situation. My gas isn't going up. But seeing all those pictures of fucking people filling up garbage bags with gas, it's, it's going to eat through that. Um, don't put it in anything besides a gas can, first off. And also, don't hoard gas, because what's going to happen is you're going to create the shortage everyone was afraid of. And that's also another thing that happens with over-reporting on certain things. Because all we had reporting on was, oh my god, there's going to be a gas shortage, there's going to be a gas shortage, there's going to be a gas shortage. So, every single news outlet that ran that shit is responsible, in my opinion, for this. Because they couldn't control themselves from a good old clickbait headline to get people scared. They had to go out and put it out, and then everyone got scared and started getting fucking 55-gallon drums, trash cans from Home Depot, and filling them up. And it's, it's not helping anything. We're not, we're not giving people just news. We're giving them fear, and it's creating this toxicity within just in between people now, I feel. Um, I'm going to try to get back more on point to COVID because I have a whole year to fill y'all in, essentially. Um, so working through COVID, mostly fine. Um, didn't really have anything bad happen. Uh, I was able to move out of my, my parents' house and into my own place, uh, back in, what was that? In July, end of July last year, uh, moved out, got my own place. Um, my work ended up getting bought out. I was in a smaller, uh, construction rental place. We got bought out by a bigger place. Um, and then January came and we had a huge outbreak at work. Uh, it was, it was weird coming back. I, I, I ended up catching COVID. Um, it, it kicked my ass for about a week. It was incredibly scary, uh, for the first night. The first night was the worst because I didn't know what was happening, right? I hadn't been in contact with anyone who tested positive, so I had no reason to really be upset since the COVID since everything with COVID started happening, I mean, I, I don't really go out because I'm not going to go to a restaurant and potentially get it. I didn't want to do any of that. I'm overweight. I, I smoked when I was younger, and now I vape. Uh, I, I'm perfect candidate to get hospitalized for it, right? Luckily, I didn't. Um, but the first night, I stood up from my chair to go into my bedroom, 
and I couldn't fucking walk the five feet to get to my bedroom. My legs didn't work properly. Everything was sore and tired, and it felt like I couldn't move anymore. Breathing was just... (sighs) It was it was so difficult, and I had a fever of about a hundred and one point seven, I think, the first night, um, hundred and one hundred and two around there, um, and that it was just woke up the next day and I felt better, but I knew I couldn't go anywhere, so I just I ended up you know I had to quarantine myself, called work and everything, but during the day I'd feel fine and then the night would hit and that same shit would come back. I'd start to feel all fatigued, but like so overly sick that I couldn't go to sleep properly. Um, I mean, it was, it was bad for a little bit. It really was. Uh, luckily I was able to get over it. That's uh, probably just because of my age. Um, but I, I got lucky with it. A friend of mine ended up getting it too. Uh, not, not for me. Thank God. I don't want to be responsible for that. He ended up catching it because he worked in grocery. So he was more likely going to get it, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, he works for uh, H-E-B actually. And it's I, what I, I like what H-E-B did when they got their first doses of vaccines. They gave it to the employees first, as far as I can tell. Uh, he got his Pfizer vaccination and then they open it up to the public because these employees, I mean, HEB's handled this whole situation fantastic. They've given out raises, they've given out bonuses, they've done everything perfectly in my eyes. My buddy, part-time worker, right? He got paid time off when he was sick with COVID. It's it's the way that they've handled this whole situation has just been phenomenal. Uh, unlike other places like Kroger, who got told they had to give a bonus in the state of California and ended up pulling their stores out of that city because they're fucking Kroger. Uh, a couple of things that have shown up since COVID, um, when you're fully vaccinated, we cannot go, we don't need masks. All the conspiracy theorists said that this was a new way to get everyone sheepalized and we'd all have to wear the mask forever and you're going to need a government mandated vaccine passport and time and time again with this, they've been proven wrong. We don't need to wear the mask anymore if you're fully vaccinated. Uh, we're not doing a government mandated a government mandated vaccine port, vaccine passport, or whatever you're calling it. it. At most, we'd require you to be vaccinated to go to school, but you're required to be vaccinated against most things when you go to public school. And the pushback on it is just astounding. As someone who is just, oh my God, I hate anti-vaxxers, right? Just in general. Not just COVID, just anti-vaxxers in general are the most infuriating people to talk to because they get all of their information based off of essentially one article that was written in the 80s that was then proven to be fucking false. The man was stripped of his records and kicked out of the scientific community in the United Kingdom. He, what they found was he had tested a vaccine on children at little kids' birthday parties and they found payments from a rival vaccination company that was trying to replace the measles vaccine with their own version of the measles vaccine. And he was taking money from them. And so he falsified all these, all the, all the data to make it look worse. And people just gobbled that shit up because I, I, I don't know why we also, <laughs> I don't know why the fuck people believe the things they do. We have flat earthers, anti-vaxxers, and it's just insane. It's, it's gotten a little out of control, and I fully blame the internet. 
as much as I love the internet for everything it's done, connecting more people, giving my generation an opportunity to try and get jobs or side jobs on the internet without having to leave our homes. It's been a phenomenal thing. Uh, But the side effects of social media, such as Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, are really showing themselves right now, and it's not fun. We've got a, what is it? I think an average high school student has the same stress level as a mental patient from the 1960s, 1960s, 1950s, and they're in high school now. Great stuff, really. We're top-notch in this shit over here. Um, (laughs) We've got... I'm just going to move on from COVID because we've got a couple things I'm going to get into a little bit later that are more personal, why I didn't do anything last year uh, because I'm a piece of shit. That's the basic gist of it if you just skip that. Um, but onto the vaccine stuff. So we've got the CDC is dropping their mask guidance. Um, don't need to wear it anywhere. Uh, that's good. I, I love that because, I again, I knew that was going to happen. But some people seem scared about it. And I'm sure they're going to have some new conspiracy theory tomorrow. Uh, Norway is currently dropping AstraZeneca and they're putting Johnson & Johnson on hold. Or they still have it on hold. The They said it's a rare... Let's see. A government-appointed commission had recommended that both vaccines be excluded from Norway's program due to the risk of a rare but harmful side effects. That being the blood clots that have appeared from AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson. Now... I want everyone to keep in mind that that is a very, very unlikely thing to happen. Both my parents got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and, I mean, they're in the category of my dad's turning 50, my mom's in her her 40s. They should get it, especially, you know, they're both overweight, so if if anyone was going to get it, it was going to be them. Luckily, they they didn't get any blood clots. They got it uh, three, four months ago. No any blood clots, no negative side effects. Worst thing that happened with me when I got my first dose of Moderna was I was really tired the next day and I slept for a total of about 15 hours. That's the worst of it. And that probably wasn't all just the vaccine's fault. That's probably just my poor sleep habits. Now, back onto Norway. They, uh, <clears throat> they suspended AstraZeneca in March 11th. Uh, After a small number of inoculated people, some of whom later died, were hospitalized for a combination of blood clots, bleeding, and low platelet count. That led Denmark and Norway to, they saw a slight increase in blood clots. Again, when you look at the total number of people vaccinated, it's not really that big of a deal. Countries like Norway and Denmark are able to do that because they have such a smaller population than a country like um, the United States or Canada well, Canada's pretty small in terms of, you know, population. But, I mean, Norway's got, what, 5 million people? I think we have more than that in, like, California, I would say. What is it? California? Yeah, just looked it up. California has 39.5 million people. We have more people in a state than they have in their entire country. They're able to control things more easier, easier like that. We don't see that big of, a, of an influence from it, luckily. We... we the risk is low, is essentially what I'm saying. Um, another big thing they're investigating or talking more and more about in terms of COVID is the source of it. I personally, it's more than likely just something from nature in my mind. Um, I mean, 
during the first SARS outbreak, how many how many virologists after that were then warning the next pandemic or the next epidemic was going to be a SARS based one? You can go back and find all those videos because you know every single Facebook mom was posting them like, "OMG, it was so scary. We should have listened." Yeah, we really fucking should have because we were every single country in the, in the world was underprepared for this situation. And this is just, it, it really shows. Um, but I, especially with China having wet markets and everything, it's, it's super likely it came from there. Um, but I also understand why people think it came from the lab. I don't think it was some grand government conspiracy. I think more than likely they were testing with viruses just like we do. And it got out because of there's different regulations in China. They have less strict regulations because they're a communist country like that. They're able to do certain things, not certain, they're able to do damn near everything differently than the United States. So the lack of regulation and the lack of safety measures could have easily allowed it to get out of a lab. But currently, I mean, the WHO came out and they said, oh, it was very likely that it came from nature. It's extremely unlikely that it came from a laboratory incident problem with the who for me right now um fuck them honestly they have they had every opportunity to try and warn every other country in the early outs in the early stages of covid and they just didn't they started to sound the alarms the same time countries started shutting down but that was already too late they let china lie to them they took china on their word which is not something you should do with a virus I wouldn't trust a single word China ever tells me about a virus that we found. It's, and then the who's going to launch a new study out, what was it, came out late late last month about, oh yeah, the COVID pandemic was very, very preventable. Yeah, we know. If you had told anybody earlier and told people to, you know, prepare for this thing. The CDC already got called out. I don't, some people are acting like this is some hidden thing, but the CDC in the beginning was saying, don't wear it, don't, don't, don't buy masks, don't do it, you don't have to wear it. And then they later came back on that and went, well, we were trying to save masks for first responders and everything like that. They got called out. They've gotten in trouble for it. The WHO should get in trouble for it as well, because the WHO tried to downplay the shit out of this in the beginning. And they're just as, so... COVID's become a political situation. We're just going to go to that real quick. There's the people who don't think it's anything more than just a flu. Uh, I can tell you from experience, if that's what you, the flu is for you every year, uh, you need a new immune system because that fucking sucked. Um, But it's not, it's not just a common flu. It's not just, it, the problem with COVID is how quickly it spreads. The more people it spreads to, the more likely it is to deviate into different variants. As we've seen so far, there's, God, I don't even know how many variants of COVID there are right now. But when, when you look at that, all that's going to do is create stronger versions of COVID. Now, the other side are people who just bow down to everything told to them, right? Okay, um, maybe don't do that. Uh, you should question certain things, right? I'm fine with that. But this whole pandemic's really fucked everything in terms of perspective, Going back to my point on the Wuhan thing before I go off into another tangent like I was about to, the uh, I'm trying to put my, my thoughts back in. I've, I've lost it. I genuinely have lost it. Let's see. 
so I was talking about the origins and I, I don't know, I'm gone. I'm just going to have to move on to the next tangent. Um, last year, the protest, not the BLM protest, the protest about reopening certain states. I saw a lot of online hate for those. And it, a lot of it would be unjustified for me. Because, yeah, if you're going to go to one of those, you can point out the weirdos who are coughing in each other's faces. But that's not what it was. The majority of these people had a business that there was no support structure for. These people had their lives shut down with no source of income for months. And that can really fuck with you. Especially like, especially as a dude, as, as a male, where the only way we have value in society is how much we can produce. If you can't produce anything, because that's how every generation of male is, is raised. You're not producing anything, therefore you don't have value in your own eyes. We don't talk about this kind of stuff, by the way, everybody. But that's what happens with most guys. When we're not doing something that produces a positive effect or anything like that, we tend to kind of feel like shit. So that's what most of these protests were about trying to reopen the states, because they just, or at least get them support, you know? I mean, these small businesses that were little salons or or little butcher shops, or whatever, they just needed the help that they deserved. We shouldn't have sent, what, $45 million for women's studies in Pakistan. That's not necessary in a relief bill. The relief bill should have been 100% to the citizens of the country. And the fact that it wasn't is infuriating. It's, the government handled everything so poorly. And that goes with every, the, the past two, you know, presidential... Fuck, I can't, administrations. The Trump administration handled it poorly, and the Biden administration's handled it poorly as well. Biden administration is doing what we do best as Americans, um, logistics. I don't know if anyone's ever noticed that. When it comes to getting something done quickly, and we have to move product to, to achieve that goal, we're fucking golden at it. I mean, you had Germany and, and other European countries, the minute they got their first dose of vaccines, they're like, all right, cool. We can lift everything, and then he'd get hit with a fourth, and a fifth, and a sixth wave of COVID outbreaks. Meanwhile, we've got so much vaccine now, and so little people wanting it, that, I mean, I've got signs showing up on my way to work that just say, hey, stop in, there's no wait, just come get your shots, fuck it. That's, we, come on, give us a little bit of credit. We handled the beginning of this thing horribly, but I think we're, we're kicking ass in it now. The more people get vaccinated, the better. And the CDC getting rid of the mask, mask guidance just proves the point of just get the fucking thing. This will all be over sooner the more people get vaccinated. It is a free vaccine. Free vaccine. Most cities, if you go through a city-based one or you go through HEB or Kroger or Walgreens, you can choose if you want Pfizer or Moderna. Those are the two so far that um, seem to be the most popular. Uh, well... Except for, uh, you know, Pfizer. They seem to be the one with a bunch of uh, conspiracy theories behind them. You've got... I'll get into the conspiracy theories in another episode. I'm not doing that today. But during the COVID outbreak in the, in the year 2020, I saw a lot of these protests and a lot of people mocking everybody. Because, oh, I just want to get my hair cut. That's why I need it open. That's not really what it was. In the same way that someone like... Um, Turning Point USA or Louder with Crowder can go to uh, some, I don't know, some social 
justice protest and they can point out all the crazies there, you can do the same on the other side. That's what everyone needs to realize. Everyone hates the extreme of the other side, right? That's, that's what it is. The liberal left really hates the authoritarian right and the authoritarian right really hates the liberal left. We don't hate each other. That's what I think most people need to realize. My sister and I, fairly different politically, get along just fine. Not just because most of my friends too, very, very, we vary politically, get along just fine because we're not the extremes of the other side. I'm not running around, you know, I don't want, I don't want swastikas in the streets and they don't want, you know, hammer and sickles controlling everything else. It's <clears throat> the more that we dig into these what are straw men, essentially. They're people who don't really exist. And what we've seen time and time again is those extreme people on either side, the left or the right, once they start start losing supporters, they go, yeah, it was all an act. Just stop fucking going to that side, please. Because now I'm not making money from it. I don't care if they make money from it either. We saw that with Milo Yiannopoulos. It's, we saw it with Alex Jones in court hearings. Of course, his crazy fans don't believe any of that, even though it's spoken word from him that it's all an act that he puts on for the show so that he can make more money. That's all it is. But where you hear a Trump supporter and you think of someone like Alex Jones, you hear a Bernie Sanders supporter and you think of someone like, I, I don't know any prominent communists. I don't really care for communists, but <laughs> you hear you hear Bernie and you and you hear AOC and you just think immediately communism, right? When that's not the case, especially when it comes to the everyday American, and this, the media does the same thing when it comes to race too. I am not by any stretch of the meaning by any stretch of the meaning claiming that racism is fixed. There's no more racism, guys. We did it. Congratulations. Not at all what I'm trying to say here. But racial tension is not nearly as high as it's portrayed in the media. I mean, the you've got Tucker Carlson and Fox News claiming that the Black Lives Matter protesters are going to come breaking into your house. And then you've got, like, CNN claiming that just if you're a white guy, you're automatically in the KKK and you were trying to kill people during the protests. It's insane. They're both strawmen, right? Yeah. We saw some bad shit happen with the Black Lives Matter protests. But was that... The entire Black Lives Matter protest? No. In the same way that the, the right makes the argument for not all police, not all protesters, right? That's just apply your logic across the board and you'll find you land pretty square in the middle. And that's what people don't want you to realize on the left or the right is how squarely you land in the middle and how united we actually are. Well, Jesus Christ, how did I get to this when I was talking to COVID? Holy fuck. <laughs> I am so sorry for the rambling. It has been a year, you know. Um, I <laughs> All right, I, I'm done with COVID for right now. I'll have to do a whole COVID episode. Um, basically, what happened to me is I made the video, or I made the, the audio. <clears throat> I made the episode of the podcast saying I wanted to do it every week. Um, and then I fell into my old shit of, no, this isn't good enough. No, that's not good enough. No, I can't upload that. Dude, I would have loved to have been active last year. Did you see how much shit was going on constantly in the news? It was insane. It was absolutely insane. But 
I kept doing that to myself. And then being in lockdown and having everything start feeling like the Truman Show didn't help. I got this really weird dissociation thing that was going on for almost an entire year. Just like I feel like most of America had. It, it was it was weird, man. It really was. Um, and I'm glad that we're, we're getting through it more. You know, I mean, I've got... I've got my own social structure of friends. We've all been kind of keeping each other sane. Uh, about to get my second dose. I won't care about going out anymore. Uh, it'll be it'll be nice to have peace of mind, honestly. That's going to be the best part. But I was able to move out last year. Um, moved out end of July to a nice one-bedroom apartment. Um, and then the loneliness just kicked in for a little bit, right? Because everyone tells you, oh, if you live by yourself, you're going to be lonely. You don't really believe anybody because you think you know yourself better than anybody else, right? Just I think that's the same thing for most people. But it really kicks in three to four months later, you know, after you've had your friends over, you guys have, you know, you've met up with some people, you do Tinder or whatever. Then you realize Tinder doesn't fill the void. It's a whole, it's a whole situation is what I would say. It's, and it's, you, you get, you get a little lonely, you reach out to more people. Um, big thing my sister would recommend it because she's lived on her own before was, uh, she's like, get a pet. And I was like, well, I work nine hours a day. I don't want to get a dog because I'd feel bad. You know, I, if I'm not spending time with the dog, it's either going to develop anxiety or, or, you know, be in the crate all day. And I, it's, I don't want to get a dog when I work nine hours a day by myself, right? Especially when my neighbor has a dog who doesn't shut the fuck up on Saturday. So I <clears throat> offered to house sit my sister's cats a few times. I ended up getting my own cat, three-legged cat. He's missing his um, left, his, I almost said rear right, his back right leg. Um, named him Bucky after Bucky Barnes. Greatest uh, name I could think of. Wasn't even my idea. Some uh, some friends of mine came up with it. But <clears throat> I've got a cat now. So if any of these videos you hear meowing, that's what it is. Um, I got my own place. I got a cat. My company got bought out. And then there, I got COVID in January. It was almost surreal because you're in your... You're thinking it doesn't happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen. And then it does. And it sucks. It kicks your ass. I still can't smell fully. I used to have a great sense of smell. I feel like I can't smell shit now. And it is freaking annoying. Oh my God. If there's one thing that I wish I could get back, it would be the sense of smell. Because I never lost sense of taste. I got lucky with that. I got scared one time I did. But I just, you know, it was poorly seasoned food. But I, I, I couldn't smell anything. I could get a, a thing of garlic and just put it right up to my nose. and Nothing. Absolutely nothing, and it was it was it was weird, but I I got better. Um, I, I still can't smell. My lungs feel like they're fine. They feel like they did before. I don't have any reduced lung capacity. My gray matter didn't go away. I didn't get hospitalized. So a lot of these negative side effects we see from COVID, like the gray matter shrinking and the reduced lung capacity, most of that comes from being hospitalized for it. Luckily, I didn't get hospitalized. Um, but I got it, uh, went back to work and when I came back, oh my God. So let me just describe my work real quick. So typically on the front section of the store, 
we have two people in an office that work in accounting essentially and we got five people on the counter and three in the back doing sales when i came back there was one person up front and it was the manager i went into the shop and normally there are one two three four five six there's normally nine mechanics there was two it was weird and then i work with a friend of mine in in the parts right when i came back he got sick he was out it was a uh, it was weird so <clears throat> i being as fat as i am qualified to get the vaccine i actually found that out from my doctor when i had, i had to do a little zoom call for my vex for my uh for my uh diagnosis of covid or whatever and when i call him you know i give him my weight and he goes oh yeah you know you actually qualified for the first round of shots and i was like oh i'm that fat i'm that big that the government went eh, it's, it's it's you're gonna need this first okay fatty like <laughs> that's not so big so i've been working on that since then but uh, I signed up with the city, you know, because I knew for sure if I went with the city, I was going to get Moderna or Pfizer. So I signed up with the city and then I didn't hear anything until April, despite being in the first round. Um, didn't hear anything when they announced the second round. and didn't hear anything when they announced the third round. I heard something once everything had opened up for everybody. Went in, got my shot. My arm hurt for three days and I was really tired the day after. And then I go and get my second shot tomorrow. Um, I'm not, not particularly worried. It's a shot. I get them. I, I get shots all the time. I get different vaccines all the time. It's just another vaccine. There's no microchips in it. A lot of people were worried of, oh, you see how, how fast it was made? Well, yeah, it's 2021. I'd hope we can do things faster than we did in the fifties. Like, I wouldn't even compare, like, some people were trying, I've seen people try and compare it to, oh, well, how long did it take us to make the polio vaccine? Those are, it's not comparable. It really isn't. Because, what, polio was 40s, 50s? And, um, let's see, what kind of technological advances we've had since the 40s or 50s? Um, electric fucking cars. A little computer that fits in your pocket. A big computer you can build and put on your desk. Paper-thin TVs. TVs you can roll up and stick to the wall as if they're wallpaper. So, I'd say we're a little bit more advanced. Uh, we've come quite a long ways from the 50s. So, I'm not that surprised how quickly we can make things. Especially since the type of vaccine, the mRNA one, has is a type of vaccine that's been in development since the, at least early 2000s. I'll have to go more in depth in that when I do my COVID episode. I'll probably end up doing that tomorrow. No, not tomorrow, next week. That'll be the next episode. Um, COVID episode, right as COVID's ending. Fuck it. <clears throat> next thing I want to go to is the pipeline. How the fuck did that happen? How did we get a ransomware attack on a pipeline that supplies the almost the entire eastern part of our country? Right? It... it you never think about how much we need cybersecurity until you hear about stuff like that or the Microsoft hack. It's our power systems, our water systems, and our oil is all electronic. This can be hacked and dismantled remotely or disabled at least. In Florida, they almost distributed drinking water with a poison in it essentially. 
It wasn't a poison. It was something that normally gets added to the water to help clean everything up and make it better. But there was a a hack had gone on over there and they had bumped up the levels of a certain chemical to where it would have been poisonous and they luckily they were able to catch it but it just goes to show cybersecurity is such a big deal sorry about that you're going to notice a bit of a cut uh someone knocked on my door so <laughs> cybersecurity is such a huge deal that we don't really know enough about or it's not that we don't know enough about it we don't do enough to prevent cyber crimes from happening when i say cyber crimes i don't just mean a ransomware on a pipeline i mean anything i mean how many times have you gotten emails from spotify or or google saying that there's been a breach in your password it's it's something that we need to get under control and we just can't and it's it, it's so prevalent now with how connected everything is with the internet with the internet of things being a big thing with uh, smart homes and smart lights and everything that a lack of security is going to screw us in the long run especially god forbid we ever get into a war right because the next war isn't going to be boots on the ground it's going to be either planes or well not or planes water and who can hack who the fastest And that's, that's kind of a scary thought. If someone just has, you know, better hackers than us, then we could be, we could be screwed in a war. And it's not, I mean, I have quite a bit of faith in our ability to hack other countries, right? I mean, a couple of years ago, Iran's essentially economic system, I don't want to say economic system, they're banking system just kind of went dark and no one could figure out why i almost guarantee you that shit was us right just makes sense but war time's a different time i mean dealing with all the hackers from china and then we don't dark sides their own group but who's in it you know where did the hack on the colonial pipeline actually come from it's weird but good news is, as of today, they've got everything up and running, but it's going to take a couple of days for everything to get back to normal because people have created that artificial shortage that had they not panicked bot, we would have probably been okay because, like I said earlier, the media is just trying to scare everybody. Biggest thing that they're going to do because clicks means they get paid. The best way to get clicks is to make you scared. Keep that in mind at all times. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Gone over the pipeline, went on to far too many tangents, and even lost one on the way. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else. I guess. I, I mean, I, I, I will for sure be. <clears throat> posting more episodes more frequently whether it's once a week or twice a week or whatever i haven't decided yet because of how hectic my work schedule is and i'm trying to get training into it and everything it's a whole other thing that i you know i've got to live my life on top of make this and living my life takes up a lot of my time but <clears throat> wordsmith is back and i'm here 
and it's only going to get better from here. I've got a soundboard or an audio mixer that I'm going to be picking up. It's only going to get better. So stay tuned for the future of Wordsmith.